Really had something though. Like it was I mean, so weird. literally though, like you know this, Greg, and that's why I'm giving you this head shake. It's a week of professional wrestling. We literally did a show last week where we talked about all the people who get hurt because they can't do indie right. shows around the WrestleMania looking. So the comp isn't so much that it's a convention as it is. I guess that's for the, me, that's the thing. It's not. WWE puts on WrestleMania, and they, that, what the, all, all that oh, other sure. stuff is not their intention. They're not doing it to be this big gathering of professional wrestling at all. It just happens to be that. Yeah, now, the wrestling got, business like, owes them for just, that. Just, because, just because it's not their call. Right. But it's a gathering, yeah, yes. I agree with you there. I see, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't call it Comic-Con like anything, but I just think it's... I, I was I was kind of drawing a comparison in scope and size, no. I guess, man. I'm I'm sorry you that be. my well, my You should be sorry, but here's you. the thing, Patrick yeah. O'Dowd. You performed so admirably on Bandwagon Nerds when you mm-hmm. took out the paddle and put David Ungar <laughs> into his place where he belonged. You guys remember the summer before last when David Ungar co-hosted the Greg DeMarco show or whatever the hell we called this thing and sent you guys spiraling down the IWC staircase to the point where I had to spend over 20 minutes step-by-step pulling you guys back up to the top of the staircase where you belong. David Ungar made his John Cena is a great performer comment after Patrick talked about how he was a great wrestler and Patrick O'Dowd just it immediately lit a fire under Patrick Red O'Dowd. Read him his rights. He did. And 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 Damn, there was Patrick. nothing David could say after that because John Cena is a damn professional he, he, wrestler and Patrick made sure that David turned knew into that. me on that one. He literally went K. Like that he did. like that's what I other today. Other thing by the way this this is, this is another call back to this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. The voice you hear here. Awesome! I came to the K. That K is Grover. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, yes. is a big topic of the Bandwagon Nerds this week. That was that was Grover. So there you go. And we, Little we pre-show. We Sesame Street than anybody could have expected. And it was very, very much enjoyable. But now we're going to do a podcast. Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs>
Welcome. It is a Wednesday, hopefully when you're listening to this, Tuesday night for us, another opportunity for us to sit down and record the Babyface Heel podcast. The Babyface Heel podcast because there are two sides to every storyline. My name is Greg DeMarco. I am the heel. Patrick Dowd is a babyface. And Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. Of course, the Babyface Heel podcast is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear, well, at thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Now, of course, uh, the Chairshot Radio Network and thechairshot.com can be followed on social media at Chairshot Media. You can also find this show on your favorite streaming platform, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We would love to have your input, your feedback, and of course, we appreciate you listening and being a part of everything that we do here at the Chairshot Radio Network. Of course, you can go to thechairshot.com for more than just podcasts. We've got articles. We've got so much that you can read and review, not just wrestling. It's sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment all found at thechairshot.com. Now, my name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me all over your social media. That's Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. At Chairshot Greg, you can also follow my colleagues here. He is on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. Say it with me, everybody. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. Howdy, man. How's it going? Oh, you know. It's Tuesday. Work sucked. Yeah. Work was didn't suck, but work was nuts. Work was crazy. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, nah, it, it was a good crazy. It, it's it's you know a lot, a lot of cleaning up got to do with the workplace. So yeah, I, high busy time over yeah. on the on the East Coast as well. So I get it. I definitely I do that. So very very good. And of course. The other voice you heard during the little pre-show scramble that we had is the queen of soft style herself. She is on the Instagram, but not on the Twitter, also on the Facebook, at the hashtag Miranda hashtag is spelled out for the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Pansy, Miss Pansy Fans, Miss Fancy Pants, the pretty bird, all kinds of other things. It's Miranda Morales. Hello. Pansy fans. Yeah, I don't know. You know it what? I don't hate there. it. I don't you hate shouldn't. it. I don't know what it means, but I don't hate it. Right. That's something that on the hashtag Miranda show, she will make me decide what pansy fans means. And I will have to because she can still do that. She still has that uh, that, that, that power on the hashtag. I mean, she does. I do. I, I just, just doesn't I'm just too exhausted to, to implement it. <laughs> Because I got, I got questions, Miranda. Oh, I was listening to the show. No, I, I asked Greg this question. Oh, okay. Like, if you're if you're if you're so upset about Greg and his sound bites, like, why don't why don't you take over the sound? Like, I'm just saying. Like, I was listening to the show. I was listening to the show last week, and like, there, there were words spoken about how dare he do. I can't even remember what the the sound effect was. Whether it whether it was oh, buzzers it was, it was buzzer, or yeah. Or, or just even the chair shot, like he, right. like he likes to play that over you every now and again. And you seem like you got a little, yeah, there it is. He like doesn't bother me. You just kind of got to work right through it. But it's, it seemed like it was, it was upsetting you a little bit. I was a little concerned. 
And, and I, I really just think like if, you know, if it's a pop problem, you just, just download some software and take the power from Greg. Yeah, that all requires a lot more effort than I'm willing to put in. At, oh, that's uh, not true. It takes like well, it takes like a button. Yeah, I got like five now. Five. Tony doesn't do here's, it anymore on Bandwagon Nerd. Here's the thing about that, and and you're right. Everything you're saying is correct. It is very easy to do. It can be set up. You ever notice when you're listening to some of our podcasts, and there'll be like an echo for for a minute or two on the podcast. The reason why is because two different people have soundboards and voice meter and all of that to run the soundboard. That's what causes the echo effect that is super annoying on podcasts. So, well, that, that would mean that maybe you wouldn't operate a soundboard. It also means I wouldn't record the show because I'd still need to use voice meter <laughs> to record the show even if I wasn't operating a soundboard. Oh, this is awkward. Yeah, I know. It's 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 something I'm that I've be, I'm, t- I'm, try, I'm trying to be solution oriented. Plus, it's no, also I hard. Appreciate I, I appreciate it, Patrick, because I think that means like you kind of like me as your friend now. Like if if you are, whoa, 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 whoa. I slow mean, like a it's like slow down. Kind of advice, slow right? Down. Like, are we? Let's is, let's, is let's not put the horse before the car or the cart before the horse. You let's let's, let's take a breath here and shut your damn mouth. I care about the benefit of the ChairShot Radio Network and the ChairShot.com and the quality of its podcast. That's right. The, the by the way, that that voice, that age. By the way, like I know recently wasn't there a, a birthday where now it's like oh yeah yeah I mean, that that doesn't sound like that at all. Nerd's voice very no, different. It's more of I have a real problem having known this person since birth. Um, to know that it's been that long since that birth took place. 15 years. To, 15 years yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Every bit every bit the, the teenager. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, it has been for like three little, years now. To, to the not-so-little DeMarco anymore. No, no not at all. Tall. A been, tall young gentleman. Been shaving almost as long as you have, Patrick O'Dowd. It's crazy. Like, seriously. it's Really? He's been shaving for like 16, 17 years it's now? It's nuts, like, isn't it? Out yeah. of the womb? Pretty much. Once he the lost the initial set of hair, yeah. Well, he's half Italian, so yeah. It's yeah, there you go. Is what it is. But he's the he's the second most rat faced gremlin not on the internet or whatever it was. Yes, yes, he is. Thankfully, he's not fully. We can thank the lovely and talented Mrs. Demarco for that. But he did celebrate a birthday. I got to go to Top God Golf. Her for that. Got to go to Top Golf and and uh, hang out with him and some of his friends. And I, I let them do their thing, and at the end, he was like, "Why don't you hit some balls?" And I had, I did, I had to show him how it was done. I can't play golf, but I can play oh. top golf. Like it's just not real golf. It's 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 a game right. where you hit balls into targets, and we we did so. So we finished there. I played one round for each of them, but they were adding up my scores versus theirs, and I only beat the son by one. He had his best round when trying to beat me. And then we had like six or seven minutes left on the clock. And he was like, see how many you can do. And so I tried to get through a round of 20 in six minutes and got through 29 golf balls in six minutes and beat my score before that, even on the first 20. So, yeah, good good time had by all at the top golf. We we didn't go last year, of course. Last year, his birthday was in the height of not the height of COVID, but the height of COVID fear um, was was when his birthday took place because it was a year ago yesterday and but the year before that I, I noticed some pictures came up on the phone and well we went to top golf so a little bit of a theme 
I sense, uh, developing here for birthdays. So Top Golf, not a cheap endeavor, by the way, but worth every penny. So I uh, definitely did did enjoy the Top Golf. So here you go. Lots of lots of fun there. L- little aside from us here yep. on on the Cheshire Internet. Patrick O'Dowd, you reviewed your weekend on Bandwagon Nerds, but you didn't mention Dungeons and Dragons. But you told us you were going to play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. last week. Did you I play certainly... the Dungeons and Dragons? I certainly did play Dungeons and Dragons. We we did plenty were you of engineering. A player, or were you the dungeon master, or whatever it's called? No, I'm I'm a player in this particular game. It's uh it's run by an old friend from college, like from my undergrad, uh, who's still out in Illinois. So it's like this weird experience of playing done a tabletop board game on Zoom and having somebody try to like describe battle maps to you, for example. Because if we're going to go full nerd on this description, we might as well go full nerd. But, Has Ray Cash uh, no, talked to you at all? Has Ray Cash talked to you at all about a topic similar to this? Yes. Okay. Because he talked to me about it, and I said, talk to Patrick O'Dowd. So right. that's why. Because he, he wants to he wants to do a show. And so there's a list of shows. Just real quick. Anytime I hear the Dungeons & Dragons, it reminds me of anyone who used to call it the WCW. Doesn't that kind of bother you? No, we'll see. I mean, that's Greg just a thing. Yeah. In front of all kinds of we stuff. put the in front of everything. You can thank Bully Ray and his old TNA promos where he talked about being on the Twitter. That's what. Right. And we and, and of course we used yes. to always joke about. We said it on these airwaves many times before. Facebook was originally the Facebook, and if you type in thefacebook.com, well, yeah. it still redirects so, to. Those are things that don't bother me, but for some reason that kind of just made me think when people used to call it the WCW. Like it was never, it, it was just so people thought that both the WWF and the WCW were like, you could just put the does, but you could only put the the in front of the one. It's still the WWE, but the World Wrestling Entertainment doesn't make any sense. That's true. So the E is also something that we've all taken on, but it's not really a thing. Uh, the E. Because it was the Fed. It was never the F. I got a whole lecture about not using the E. I literally got a whole lecture of like, don't ever say the E. I I swear I swear to you. And I know where you got it, and it makes me laugh. And it's stupid, but I don't care. Um, Here's what I'm gonna. Here's a promise I'm gonna make to you, since I know your weekend was not full of the Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that. Um. I will make it a point to use the E in some of the most opportune situations here in the next few months. That's the promise I will Excellent. make to you, Miranda Morales. Thank you. So That's a good commitment. So we're going to talk about the WrestleMania here this week on the Babyface Heel Podcast, which is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can listen to at thechairshot.com. I'm slowing down because i got to find the sound bites. Thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to just go through the high points, the highlights. Um, I'll start with what's most important to me. We'll let Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales do the same. And and then next week, we'll kind of get back to the same old try and true format. But WrestleMania is, is exists on its own. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's the biggest convention every year in professional wrestling. So we uh, want to make sure we give it its proper due. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel... Kind of feel empty inside, Miranda Morales. I kind of feel like there's something lacking from the show right now. Something that I don't know if maybe I need to to 
pull the car back so we can move forward quicker or if there's another way well, I can yeah. give something some energy. Greg, I don't know. Um, you know, I know you're under the care of a licensed physician, but I think my <laughs> diagnosis uh, of this particular emptiness you have, um, I'd like to prescribe to you the opportunity to wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot so that you can get your chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chairshot.com you can find t-shirt designs like multiple always use your head shirts the og chair shot logo the unofficial official t-shirt of patrick o'dowd hashtag save tag team wrestling the queen of soft style t-shirt and of course everybody hates greg and now starting april 14th through april 17th you can get 20 percent off your entire order which means you can add a few extra dollars you can order your t-shirt in soft style and still save money so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your chair shot t-shirt today promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chairshot to save 10 percent. that's angrylemonade.net so we're going to talk about some wrestlemania this past weekend was of course a two-night wrestlemania affectionately referred to at not as WrestleMania night one and night two, but WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. Cause it's the E and the E has to be different. I need an, I, I wish we had somebody who was officially in charge of counting the amount of times I say the E now, because uh, we're going to, I'm going to do the E counter. Yeah. So how many times yeah. have I said it already? Probably that was, I said it that twice was, there. Is that maybe five twice. total? Well, I think it depends on the context. I'm going to start here. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, he made a commitment. I feel like you should start it from the promise that he made to use yeah. the E over the course of the next few so months. So I say, give so me right two more. Two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll start By with the two. way. I just, I just, I just like that. Greg was like, if only there was somebody who would keep count and I didn't even move. And Miranda like runs to a pin. Okay. Let's do it for Greg. I can't, I can't. That's because everybody hates Greg, and um, you can get that shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and save 20% the promo code Spring Fling, as Miranda Morales just told you way better than I did. So, um, Say, don't let Greg be your puppet master, Greg. You don't, you don't need that. No, don't you let don't. him be your puppet master. I am no, not no, the marionette. I'm not a puppet the master. I, I, there's, there's an investment in this. There's there is an investment in this, yes. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. Okay. So anyway, like I was saying, WrestleMania weekend took place this past weekend, presented by the E, that is World Wrestling Entertainment, that is that, WWE. That's, that's just forced. That's, yeah, it was. Like it's already, I don't care. Yeah. It, it, we'll settle in. It's like how a month ago, two months ago now almost, Miranda decided she was going to call me Gregory on all, every edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. She did it for like two weeks and then didn't do it again until last week. So it's just one of those well, things. Because I only need to do it when I like you know, when you're in trouble. When you're in trouble, you get the full name. And if I use it all the time, then it, it's not going to have the same impact as to when you got in trouble. And I need to bust out the Gregory. The Gregory. 
Hold on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Gregory could also be rearranged to Gregor the E. Okay, anyway. I'm going to try every different way that I can say the E as well. That was two more. Make sure Now this count. is out of spite, which is that's the motivation behind this. That's really the motivation. I don't think it's spite. spite. I think it's more just fun loving. It is out of spite. No, it's not. So WrestleMania thoughts, anyone? Oh, yeah. We should talk about WrestleMania. So it was a two-night WrestleMania. It was, in my opinion, it was a hell of a show. Now, I started my rewatching process in my write-ups over at thechairshot.com. I talked about how this might go down, in my opinion, as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It was that damn good to me. Now, you know my favorite WrestleMania is WrestleMania 30. Everyone else seems to love WrestleMania 17. And to me, everything on this show had meaning. It it made sense. Like, I just really enjoyed everything that they did. So I want to start with just the overall impression that you all had of of WrestleMania. And then we'll kind of get into some things that stuck out. So, Patrick O'Dowd, we'll let you go first. Just just generally, what would you think of WrestleMania? I can't even call it WrestleMania 37 because apparently that's not a thing either. What would you think of WrestleMania? I... I really enjoyed the weekend. It was a good weekend for professional wrestling fandom, in my opinion. The just, you, you kind of hit on it. There there wasn't really, you talked about not like not having, you know, meaningless matches or, or however you were describing it. There wasn't really a bad, poorly put together or like, there were a couple missed spots here and there in a match or so, but even just the way matches were constructed, the way they were performed, the way they were pulled off, I think it was it was done very, very well. We we joke a lot about like who should win. And you even said it with Miranda for 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 your own edification. There's this application called Twitter. People write brief sentences on it and um Many members Ooh, of the sounds, chair shot. Sounds toxic. Tell me more. It does. Well, it, it, it can be toxic. Um, but the chair shot, you know, people who who are a part of the chair shot media group, like there were they, they were commenting about WrestleMania, like live tweeting in the moment. And there was a lot of um Greg Greg had dropped his statement of um wins and losses don't matter except for when they do. And a lot of right people won this weekend, if that makes sense. Or a lot of, I think a lot of more beneficial victories, like some of the people who didn't win or who won didn't necessarily need to win and it wouldn't have hurt them. But it really did feel like they went out of their way to to put some folks over that either earned it or needed it. And I'm sure we yeah. can talk about that a little bit a little bit later when we we'll get into some of that. get into specific matches. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, good good night. Probably the only match that I really didn't care for, not kayfabe didn't care for, was um, like the right guy won. The guy I wanted to win won, but I I had no time for for Matt Riddle. I just don't. Um, and I, I I get it. He performer. He's going to be over forever. Um, but I just can't watch the guy. I just can't. He, he makes me angry. Um, but other than that, like, he that's is, a personal bias, though. That's not yeah. a... He is this generation Santino, is what he is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
Because Santino could that's wrestle. That's a personal bias thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, like, yeah, there wasn't really a a sour note, in my opinion, on the show. I would agree. Miranda, overall impressions, WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I, I agree a lot with what Patrick said as far as this being a different WrestleMania where you had people who really needed to get over, getting over, getting those wins. And that was a big surprise. Starting from the first match of night one, um, that surprised me um, in a very, very good way. Same thing with the main event of night one. So I feel like there was a bit more of an emphasis placed on night one or or WrestleMania Saturday. Um, As far as some of those, those title changes happening. um, I think we're a little bit of a bigger deal compared to the wins and the results you saw on night two. Um, Even though you did see them as well. um, I, I was overall really happy. There was a few things, my big thing, and I know we'll get to it in a second. uh, Randy Orton, the fiend. That was really the only thing that kind of left a taste in my mouth that I wasn't too pleased with. And I think it was because it was just maybe a strange ending or after all this time, how it ended and who won. Um, that to me was a, a maybe so kind of underwhelming, but uh, a really good card and matches that maybe wasn't excited about going in ended up caring about at the show. And, and we talked a lot about that last week about, you know, the buildup maybe to these weren't as exciting, but we don't always remember the buildup. We remember the matches. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's also a really big tie. The tide is turning in WWE. The page has been turned completely. And it's a, it is a very brand new chapter. And it felt like that at this WrestleMania. It did. You're really right about that. And, and I love how you pointed out, you know, the matches, the matches matter more than the build. Cause you know, it makes me right. But it, it really was like this WrestleMania will be remembered for those matches. And there were so many that were good. We'll, we'll jump backwards a little bit into what you talked about because that opening match, which I agreed should have been the opener. And, and I thought they did. And Drew McIntyre deserved to be the first one out, just like we talked about last week. And he got the ovation he deserved for doing it. Like all that stuff went well. Um, Bob Lashley picking up the win, I think surprised many. I loved it uh, because it shows us that the almighty era wasn't just done to put over Drew McIntyre. Now, maybe at WrestleMania backlash, we get that. I, you know, it was such a huge deal. WrestleMania 27, when the Miz beat John Cena, he lost it to backlash. So it's very possible that Bob loses at backlash and, and that's, that's where we are. But I loved Bob getting the WrestleMania win relatively clean. The only distraction was MVP yelling. And that's not a manager's talk. So that's not even, I mean, it was a clean win for Bob Lashley over Drew McIntyre when everyone thought it wouldn't be. So I was very, very pleased about that. I want to go backwards even more though, because we're talking about the high points, the weather delay. Like when they came back Mm. and started talking about the weather delay, it was kind of shocking. Like everything seemed to be going okay. And then all of a sudden there's a weather delay. Then they go back again and the stadium's empty. Like they literally cleared the place out. Like that was just so crazy. And we saw all those backstage promos and those backstage promos that were obviously thrown together on a whim, not produced, not scripted and really enjoyed what they did and, and, and what some of those were. You know, started off with Shane McMahon, but then you had MVP and Bob coming in and Drew McIntyre coming in. Kevin Owens delivered one hell of a promo and, and everybody seems to be talking about how, Oh, they shouldn't script promos. They shouldn't script promos. I don't think people are paying attention because both Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens have said in interviews, their promos aren't scripted. That they've stopped scripting promos 
for most of the roster. Um, now, we had the reports a couple weeks ago that, you know, there was a really dumb promo by Matt Riddle, and they said that uh, he was scripted to, to look stupid or whatever and do that. Matt Riddle hasn't come out and said that promo was scripted. That's what Dave Meltzer told us. So I, I don't want to get into the are they scripted or are they not scripted, but they had to do 30 minutes on the fly, and I thought they did a hell of a job. And it was just one of those things. We've had 37 WrestleManias, There's plenty of them outdoors, and this is the first time we've had to do this. Right. I actually commented about that. Like, I was surprised because I thought for certain way back when they did the outdoor one in Jersey it, that, um, that just, and not even because of my rain, because it's so damn cold. Like you just don't know what the weather's going to be in late March, early April in, in the New York city area. That in, And so I, I had commented that I was surprised that that's never happened before. Like that, that they've tempted fate so many times mm-hmm. and what what I kudos to the WWE for just plowing forward, doing what they needed to do, putting something together that was worth watching. I have a confession: I didn't hear a damn one of those promos. Didn't yeah, we know you were watching hockey. Yeah, you were watching. I hockey. was watching hockey. I was watching. I was watching the Frozen Four. So yeah. I missed a lot of those. I kept seeing everybody watch. talk about these are really great promos and all that. And I haven't done the replay. You said you did the replay. Is that? Part of the replay, right? I've started watching it. Um, I've started rewatching WrestleMania. That is still part of it. They didn't skip that at all. Oh. At least not yet. I don't know if they're going to edit it out of of the Peacock. I don't know, but it's there. Well, so they far. managed their time really well too, because mm-hmm. it really the show itself. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all joking like, "How late will it go?" I made yeah. the joke, "Will Three something get cut?" Or even just a match time. Like I think when people hear the word "cut," they think match cut or whatever but even some and maybe something did get shortened and we don't know but it didn't feel like anything was short no, i don't think it was like when you watch the matches M- night one i mean we got or, done at 11 30 mm-hmm. right like wrestlemania saturday so went three and a half hours had a 30 minute rain delay right. wrestlemania sunday went like three hours and six minutes well i think that's right. also a testament to breaking it up into two nights like mm-hmm. that made it so much easier for people to to watch and that you didn't feel so drained after a full day like you know just a few years or you know three years ago it was an eight hour day it was exhausting and so uh it would have been even more interesting to see how this would have happened almost if you were to think about it in the old format it would have happened in the middle of the show and you would have to figure out how to address a rain delay but i had an intermission yeah, I had mm-hmm. an intermission. Your mission. But you know, I, I think they did such a good job that a lot of fans by the end of the night almost forgot pretty much forgot about it because right. the rest of the show was that good. So Well, um, there's a level of energy lost, right? Like mm-hmm. they like you're talking about the eight hours thing. It really kills a main event on some level because the crowd's just exhausted, especially like if you're gonna do it right. Like if you're gonna do sorry, sorry, quote unquote right, like you're gonna go get the whole experience and show up. For every minute of wrestling at WrestleMania, like Greg and I did that when we went to, you know, caught it in Phoenix. Like that's then that was a long day, like and that was just your standard five hours because at that point it was just the four hour show and the and the kickoff. I think it was five, maybe it was six. I'm not sure. No, I think it was. I think it was a four hour show with the kickoff, and all we had was the battle royal, and what that wasn't even televised. Um, But obviously, that's all changed. 
immensely since then. But the two-night format that, that we're into now was going to be the next thing I was talking about anyway. It's very interesting to me because WrestleMania 35 was 16 matches long. Now, four of those were on the kickoff, so 12 matches on that, that main show. And you had a couple short ones like Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle, Bob Lashley, and, and Finn Balor were all under 10 minutes. Most of them were under five, except for Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. So if if this WrestleMania was all packed into one night, we may not get Cesaro's major victory. We may not get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, because they might have gotten lumped in with the Intercontinental and United States Championship matches. And then we wouldn't have had the great, you know, the focus wouldn't have been the feud between Big E and Apollo Crews and, and Sheamus and, and Riddle. And it would have, I think, hurt all of those matches and all of those wrestlers. And so I think the two-night thing does does work for me. Or it would have gotten smushed into four hours, and they would have had to cut out two hours, or you know, if, even five hours. And then you're cutting out two hours, hour and a half of content just to squeeze it in. And, and there wasn't a lot of wasted time during this, these WrestleMania nights. So mm-hmm. I guess what I want to know is both of your opinions. And we'll start with Miranda this time because we keep going jumping to Patrick. Should this trend, should this format continue? Yeah, I I believe so. I think that this too being the first year that it's in front of an audience shows that this format works. Last year it seemed to work as far as fans feeling like, okay, you know, this is a a lot easier to watch. And when you compact it to a few hours in both days, it's not like you're spending two complete days watching wrestling content. It's just a few hours in, in both of those evenings, but it seems like it was successful in ticket sales. Um, and it seems like it was successful for viewers. So, you know, I, I think that they should continue with this format. It was also very successful and the way they arranged the card and the ability to have as many people as they were able to have in matches. Um, and, you know, I don't, me in particular, don't see a downside to it. Um, even going back to talking about the wrestling economy, I mean, if we take it one step further, that meant, you know, more people were in town for both days. So other promotions could run these independent shows. And, uh, you know, they, they would actually have people there because you would have people either at night one or night two, Saturday or Sunday. So I think all around, it's more conducive to um, a, a good experience. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same place. I, like, it's, it's not like this is some unusual phenomenon and no other wrestling company out there in the world does major two-night events that – are the pinnacle of their company's year, New Japan. So, like, just just the, the amount of talent alone, Greg, you hit on it. Like, just the sheer volume of people that get to work and actually get to be showcased a little bit. Like, and, and that, I think, is the big thing is, sure, everybody in the past probably got to work WrestleMania in some way because they were in a backstage kit or they were in the Andre the Giant battle royal and got tossed out or just the battle royal that always happened before WrestleMania or was in, you know, like a throwaway commercial break. Like, so people got their paydays, but you know, for, for a talent, like to, to be able to have a a match and a, a real legitimate match or whatever, build be damned, like doesn't even need to be built really. Like just have a good, have, have the opportunity to have a good match. Like, 
that's that's nothing but good for the overall product, right? Like you yeah. got two shows, you got two rosters basically on those two shows, and we don't and you don't even split the two nights up like by show. You just right. you you mm-hmm. put yeah. the best card you put to, you put together two of the best cards available, yeah. balancing them out so that the experience is pretty strong. No matter if you can only go to one night. Now, of course, whenever I go out west again and we go see WrestleMania, we're going to both nights, right? Absolutely. Why not? Of course. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. what you do. Oh, you think you're coming too, Miranda? That's yes, I am coming because we're friends. Are we? Are we, though? Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, okay. I'm more shocked that Patrick's uh, coming, so it's okay. So, um, <laughs> I, have ide- I have ideations. Uh, anyway... I haven't really talked to either of you about those ideations because one, I never talked to Miranda and Greg. Um, actually, I don't. I mean, sometimes I talk to you. Yeah, you do. A few texts here and there. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I think two nights is. I think two nights is the way to go. I think it was. It was a very solid thing. Uh, a solid A A plus effort out of this this first go around with mm-hmm. them. And I, I think once the cat's out of the bag and the positive vibes like it's mostly positive coming from even just the wrestling universe outside of brian alvarez and he's a tool wrestlemania is going over very well the two nights is going over very well they'll they'll be back i think so and and for those who are saying not everybody needs to be on wrestlemania that's what keeps it special whatever we still had a bunch of talent wrestling on SmackDown on Friday that wasn't part of WrestleMania. We still didn't have Bailey. We still didn't have Charlotte Flair. We still didn't have plenty of people that were not part of WrestleMania. And 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 so it was Bailey kept was special. part of WrestleMania, dude. She didn't wrestle though, but yeah, she was part of WrestleMania. She, yeah, she was. Uh, she did a great but job. She had a kind of a significant role she in did. WrestleMania. She like, did. Like I, I can't, I can't let you put Bailey out there as a name. Like I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just using the examples that I don't agree with this sentiment anyway. Yeah. I am using okay. examples that people gave. I definitely I mean, yeah, think what Bailey did the, was fine. Oh, those people, that, that person's wrong. Yeah. yeah the, the SmackDown tag team titles weren't on. Right. Well, they right. were on one championship. The kickoff, which was SmackDown on Friday. So. Just what? like DeAndre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which Jay Uso won, and and that's you know all again on on the kickoff on Saturday. So or on Friday. Which I, I'm actually okay with that too. I would rather we don't have kickoff matches for WrestleMania moving forward and just let Friday Night SmackDown serve the purpose that it right. served. I don't think we need those. I think the three-hour WrestleMania was was just perfect and it gave us some of the moments that we got. Um, next year, of course, WrestleMania goes to Dallas. And back when they did the big press release, when they announced that this year's WrestleMania was going to be two nights, it was going to have fans, it was going to be in Tampa Bay, they announced the dates for WrestleMania 38 and WrestleMania 39, a single date in Dallas and a single date in Los Angeles. But during WrestleMania, the commercials for WrestleMania in Dallas just said April 2022. They didn't go back on that date. So I have a feeling that change is already in the works and, and will be official soon yeah. enough. And... I think it's pretty obvious based on the commercials that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be hosting WrestleMania in Dallas. Oh, yeah. That's an obvious that's choice. Not, and that's, yeah. I'm Even sure. though he basically lives in Los Angeles at this point, he's the Texas rattlesnake. He's right. going to be there, and mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Um, so I'm, I'm fully down with the two-night WrestleMania. Plus, it gives you an opportunity. Hopefully, they, they could stick with it. Right now, as of this year, both Royal Rumble winners main evented both nights of WrestleMania. 
And if we stick with that, now, of course, the internet wrestling fans are stupid. They're going to start being like, well, if you don't main event night two, you're not truly the main event. And that's stupid. But I don't know. And no one said that this year because they all love Bianca Belair. But they will do it in the future. That brings me to my next observation. Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks has been heavily criticized all over the place. You know, WrestleMania 35, you're laying on the floor upset because she and Bailey had to drop the women's tag team championships, all that. I made the comment on social media, and others have made the comment as well, independently of me, not saying they stole it or I stole it, that she, in my opinion, is the Shawn Michaels of this generation, male or female. And how she works, what she does in the ring, and what she's become. Triple H tweeted a picture of her during her entrance with one word, general. And that match was able to main event WrestleMania, not because of Bianca Belair, but because of Sasha Banks. And I know people wanted Bailey to get her opportunity, and she earned it, and she deserved it. But I believe now, after this WrestleMania, and we talked about it last week on the Hashtag Miranda Show, I think Sasha Banks has ascended to another level. That very few people are on, male or female, based on what she did at WrestleMania. She made that match. She made Bianca Belair. And I'm glad that the footage got leaked of her sitting at ringside during Bianca Belair's celebration because she was happy. And she has this reputation of how she acts when she's losing and when she loses. And that was completely, completely blown away when you saw how she was reacting during Bianca Belair's celebration. She was happy as can be. She knew what her job was. She relished in it, and she did a great job. And she is one of the best performers in the entire company and the entire world right now. And they should yeah. enjoy her while while they have her. Yeah, because see her she's, going. I could see her going the way of the Rock. Like she's already on a Disney Plus series, which like, she sought out. I think. Right. Yeah. But I, no. I'm just saying her her future. Like, enjoy her while you have her. Because you're going to have yeah. Charlotte Flair forever. <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, that's, that's true. You are. Well, you're not going to have Sasha Banks forever. No. And going back to probably what you were alluding to, Greg, or maybe not, but I know some of the internet criticism that was flowing around there was her win-loss record at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. And how fans are obsessed with win-loss records. Because she's 0-6. She's 0-6. She's 0-6. Not, not Undertaker status, you know. and, and uh, She's the anti-Taker. Yeah, she's the anti-taker. And so people, when they look at it, but I don't think anyone even remembered that going into this match. It wasn't until that statistic floated around after the match that people then said, well, what is she doing there, you know? And so it's exactly what you're saying. Like, she knows her role. And maybe at some points through her career and through certain WrestleManias, yeah, you could probably tell she was a little frustrated with maybe her role with what she was doing. But I don't think that... that I know that never stopped her from doing her job and performing well in the ring. I think this, though, you got to see what I think we've always seen in her, um, her ability to put people over to help to construct fantastic matches and understand that this is a women's division. You need to grow everyone in the division in order mm-hmm. for it to, to be strong enough for everyone to compete. And she knows that because she's able to, you see that reaction in her face. Um, and also just the, the way that that match was put together, emphasize really Bianca's literal strength and also uh, Sasha's strength. Um, but in, in ways that, you know, the, the other statistic around there too, was that this was Bianca's first singles match in quite some time. Um, 
as far as on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that I think that's also where a lot of that doubt was built up, that this was happening too soon. But literally, she won the Royal Rumble. Like, the time is right. now. So there was a lot of those factors that I think fans forgot and then re-remembered or forgot. And, and you know, of course, the Internet has its funny way of, of rearing its head and trying to tell people why they don't deserve things or why they shouldn't have things. Well, and, I mean, the Internet like Greg will say, wins and losses don't matter until they matter because we care. The, the internet cares about Sasha Banks, not having a win in WrestleMania. Cause that, even though it doesn't really matter in, in looking at the meaning of her loss is, is being ignored. You know who else has a losing record at WrestleMania, but everybody hates them and thinks that they force themselves into WrestleMania main events and win all the time. Who would that be? Patrick or Doug? Be this guy named triple H. You know, you know what his record is at WrestleMania? No, not exactly. No, I think it's 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 like thirteen and it's thirteen losses and ten wins. So he loses more than he wins. He does. Uh, but every but everybody bitched for years and years and years with him. In the, in Especially the the, the, the last ones that he did. He beat Sting, but he lost to Daniel Bryan. He beat Sting. Right. He lost to Roman Reigns. He lost to Seth Rollins. He lost to, to Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. He lost to Batista. And yep. and then, of course, he hasn't wrestled since then. and may not ever wrestle again based on some of the comments that he's made. Right. I'm sure he will. But it's, yeah, I, those people are stupid. Like, like I'm sorry. That's right. just the way it is. Like, like, that's just a dumb take. Well, yeah, and it just shows, like, it, from a company standpoint, it shows Sasha's Banks Sasa's value. God damn, that's a mouthful. To to the company and where where they, like you have two people that can hold up an entire entire divisions in two different programs. You don't need them on the same program at the same time. Right. And I'm sorry, I don't miss Becky Lynch right now. Like, no, no, I, I don't get like I don't get the people who are desperate for her to come back because you don't need her. You don't. You got plenty of good stuff. And even after yeah. this week's RAW, which was funny. Charlotte showed up and people bitched about Charlotte showing up even after they were wanting her back. And mm-hmm. then now we don't want her back. And so fuck you again. And it's know, funny because like make up your damn mind. I was the guy who was saying she needed to be at WrestleMania. And then I watched WrestleMania. I was like, no, I was wrong. Didn't need her. Yeah. Didn't need her at all. No. I, I remember that. You gave me shit for not plugging the podcast. <laughs> you plugged it. You just didn't link it. I, I, you Again, I'm I not know. the one who picks up the pen and writes down how many times you said the E on a podcast. I don't, I don't post the link. That's true. You're not the person who picks up a pen and writes down the number of times that I say the E on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Oh, she quit. Yeah. Look, she, she stopped. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. there it is. You think this is going to last beyond this week? Yeah. Can you hear the pen right here? Well, now you're just all scribbling. The notes, that could be the... anything. That could be anything. Like, Maybe. seriously. Can we, can we, do you, what, a, can we talk about the Bray Wyatt thing real quick? Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead. I'll let you start. So I, I get why people are disappointed Mm -hmm. and yet at the same time, yeah, it goes kind of what you were talking about, Miranda, with, with the expectations. People expected that story to be about Randy Orton and it's not about Randy Orton. It was about Alexa Bliss. And which it really has been since the rumble or Fastlane or whenever he burned him to a crisp. But, but, but this, this really took it to another place. And I think that, that, that sense of not having finality there is because Ray Wyatt's story is one. And the fiend story is one that just kind of doesn't end. 
and this is a new direction and a new problem for the fiend, Randy Orton gets to move on with his life now. That's true. And it's I not- and I was thoroughly okay with that. Like it's not that I I'm was super disappointed. I, I understand now they're going in a direction. I think it right. feels like it's not even about I guess my thought is it shouldn't have been either about Alexa or Randy. It should have been about Bray. And well, okay, now, but it is like she's an element of that, though, yeah. right? And this is the thing: is I, Bray Wyatt's a he's he's an artist. I don't understand like how his brain works. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be a little scared if we had to like take a walk in in that brain. Word. But like like this whole fiend Bray Wyatt character, it's he's he's getting a blank canvas and being allowed to paint with it. Pretty much, and and that's what it is. Like we are experienced. Like this is almost like when TNA let Matt Hardy go crazy. Like that's yeah, not even almost. It is like yeah. This is Bray's Bray is being able to run with this idea. He's got people on board and who are willing to work with him through that idea. And I'm willing to bet that if you were to ask around the locker room, there are plenty of folks who want in on that story in some way, shape, or form too. Absolutely, and. Right now, it gets to be a highlight of Alexa Bliss and and, and Bray Wyatt, and, and who knows where the next element will be. I haven't watched Raw yet, so if you if you have news for me on that front, I don't know if anything happened on Raw. Basically, but, uh, I'll give you the gist yeah. of it. Alexa Bliss pointed out that she realized she was fine for the six months or so that Bray was gone, and that she was in control, right. not him. And right. so there you go. And, and their seg- and then he had his own Funhouse segment separately from her. So. The story is still going. And that's what I love about it is that the moment the whole thing happened, and, and for the record, I thought the match was perfect. I thought it was exactly what it should have been. I think if it went on longer, I think it could have been hurt. Plus, it was the red lights um, were back, and that people can, you know, in, in long doses, that's not nearly as good. I, because to me, people just look at the length of the match, but you got to look at that from the moment Bray's entrance started because that was when the storytelling right. began. Now, I predicted yeah. last week that. Bray would pull Randy out of the ring and we'd drop into a little firehouse fun or firefly funhouse segment. And then Bray would come back out no longer burnt pizza, the hut as, as PC Tony calls him. Um, and so they just had him walk in video graphics, walk through some video graphics to turn it back to normal, which the fiend character is supernatural. So it doesn't matter, but him coming out of the Jack in the box, the music that was playing, like it's so different than everything else they do. Once you did all that, people are going to hate this match. Didn't matter. It really didn't. Right. And he got distracted by Alexa, which was the major story. And poof, RKO, one, two, three. Now the RKO, people would say the RKO shouldn't have been enough to put Bray down, but you got to think about where he would have been mentally when he realized Alexa did this. And what she was doing, he wasn't controlling. And so that's, you know, mentally he wasn't able to kick out, more than more so than physically. Well, yeah, I, I was even more, I was like, he just wanted to end the match yeah. and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, he wanted like out. that's where I, like, he let, he let Randy get the pin because he was done with Randy. Like, this is over. I have right. a new problem. Exactly. And it's funny because immediately I was trying to figure out, oh, it could be Finn Balor. Oh, it could be Aleister Black based on the jacket she's wearing. It was none of that. It's, it's Alexa Bliss. Like, she actually gets to not have to be controlled by somebody else. She actually gets to be the pivotal point in the storyline. And that's not normal for WWE and people are complaining about it. But as a performer, she's shown she Which, can do it. She deserves to be the pivotal element of the storyline. Yeah. 
I agree about that. This has been the role I've enjoyed to see, uh, seeing her the most. I have not been the biggest fan of some of her other personalities and formats because it's been, you know, a mix of a mean girl, but nice girl, these other dynamics. I think this in and of itself is the best we've seen her in. Her performance, her, the way that she could just switch things on mm-hmm. and off and how it now plays at this, you know, talk about, you know, Puppet Master's magic. Like, she's no longer, you know, there's no strings on me. Like, she's not under any control. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole actually very empowering dynamic now to see. And it's just under very, under very, very dark undertones, mm-hmm. which, you know, for some people are going to be too much, but I, I do really love Alexa Bliss in this role. And I love the continuation of it. One of the things that you mentioned, Greg, that I, and, and Miranda, you followed up with, with the, there are no strings on me. The people who are now complaining about the direction of this are probably the same people who are complaining that Alexa Bliss was being controlled by Bray Wyatt. Like, cause that was a, that right. was a gripe six months ago is, Oh, why are they doing this to Alexa? When maybe she wasn't actually being marinate. controlled by him. You know, well, that's the thing. You, did, you, didn't, you didn't let him marinate. And because you didn't let them tell the story, you're, you're now a sad, sad, saddy, sad. And Alexa Bliss has basically done everything well that they've given her to do. Right. She really has. What I really love is, the Fiend, care. whenever anybody came in contact with The Fiend, what happened to him? They went backwards. That's always what happened. Finn Balor became the prince, right? Daniel Bryan went back to being the yes man. The Miz went back to being the A-lister. All happened after these people encountered, uh, you know, the, the Fiend. Randy Orton went back to being the apex predator and, and the legend killer and burning people down and doing stuff that the old Randy Orton would have done if you think back to the Undertaker feud. Well, Alexa Bliss does what she does at WrestleMania, and now... Bray Wyatt's back in the Firefly Funhouse. Like, and I wonder if we're going to get him back to like a Wyatt compound at some point too, in all of this. Like, it's almost like now Alex is doing to, to Bray and the Fiend what the Fiend has done to everybody else. It's so multi-layered. And I think that's also too much for some people because they just want their wrestling and, and go. And, and, and to me, it's, it's one of the best storylines in the company. We have no idea where it's going to go. And I think that bothers people too. They like to watch wrestling and kind of know where it's going to go. And we have no idea where this is going to go. And I think it's great. I really do. And I'm also looking forward to what they do next with Randy Orton. Because he's in a triple threat match on Raw. Isn't the winner at all. And we don't know where Randy Orton's going next and what his next program is. And given the fact that his last two programs, for the last year and a half, we've known what Randy was doing. And now we don't. I think that's great right. too. He might take the summer off. It might be he, he hasn't in the past two summers and normally he does. And if he does, great, because we'll miss him. And when he comes back, we'll be excited. I'm excited about what they do with Randy Orton next, too, because he's doing the best work of his career. So very excited about that. We're going to talk about Bad Bunny more on, on ChairShot Radio and the Hashtag Miranda Show. But I want to fast forward to the, the main event of WrestleMania Sunday, the triple threat match with Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge, because... I've seen the complaints about the interference of Jey Uso. He got taken out early, but he comes out at the end. It's a triple threat match. Those are the rules. I absolutely love this match. I did. At, at different points, it was believable that anybody could win. And, and the stuff they did with the table, the spear after the table spot, like just so many things worked in this match for me. I thought it was brilliantly done. And kudos to whoever put that together. By the way, Tyson Kidd, TJ Wilson, he put together the women's main event on night one. So, so kudos there, but I really love the fact that I just thought what they did was phenomenal and worthy of a WrestleMania main event. 
so much. I thought it was great. Thoughts? Miranda. Agreed. Patrick. Yeah, thoughts, no, I, whatever. I, I was gonna say at first the when when I saw the actual pin being on both of them, at first I thought, was that necessary? But then letting it sink in for a second, it was like, yes, it absolutely is, because this is the Roman Reigns that really everyone's wanted, the company's wanted, the fan has wanted, and it is an exclamation point on I mean his reign, like his dominance. And so I thought, you know, it kind of took a split second of like, wait, why? Because I, I didn't expect it. I think that's also the beauty of it. Like, you just didn't expect it to be that way. He's, he's, you know, pinning a legend and, you know, a future legend. And the match was so competitive. And it wasn't just clearly, you know, a, a 10-second squash. Yeah. So for that to, like, really being – and also, like, a first ever. Like, if, if anything, this match did exactly – what years and years of WrestleMania main events were intended to do for Roman Reigns. Everything clicked finally. And I, I ended up just enjoying the, the entire match, but after letting it, you know, sink in for a little bit, it was really understanding that this, this was really the crowning of Roman Reigns. And this couldn't have happened without all those other WrestleMania main events. Yes. That people hate yes. so much. Patrick, what do you think? Uh, I'm with you guys. I love I love this main event too. Uh, I absolutely loved the finish. Loved the double, like pinning both of them, because now this truly is like he's the monster. Like he is mm-hmm. the unstoppable. Like whoever beats him, like whoever they decide to to put that win to, that's a good. That's gonna be a yeah. huge huge deal. That person is a made wrestler. The other big highlight I had out of this came from Adam Pierce's Twitter the day after. And somebody posted that Edge is on Brian, therefore he's pitting him. Edge is the real university or universal champion. And Adam Pierce writes, interesting take. To which Charles Robinson replied, four shoulders were on the mat. Roman was on top of yep. both and in charge. It's my discretion, and that's the final call. And Pierce replies with, Charles, please come see me in my office on Friday. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's funny because PC Tunney said the same thing. PC Tunney said the same thing on Chairshot Radio that Edge was on top of Daniel Bryan. And that's because the picture that most people see, you don't see Edge's shoulders. Edge's shoulders are pinned to the mat. They've done that pile up pin before, and no one said a word about oh, yeah, it. Totally. Yeah. And and he no. definitely pinned both guys' shoulders to the mat. And and that's they're not going was, with that. At all. And, and Edge and Daniel Bryan will do their thing. Roman Reigns is freed up to feud with, with, with Cesaro, to freed up to feud with Big E. There's a lot we can do with Roman Reigns at this point that'll be very, very entertaining and, and lots of fun. And, and I'm excited about all those possibilities where we can go. Big E money in the bank? Maybe. Oh, Maybe. I like it. I do too. I do too. Um, let's take commercial break and we'll wrap things up with a three minute warning. And then uh, that Patrick Dowd is absolutely going to hate. And then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a show out there. So here we go. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The three-minute warning that Patrick O'Dowd is going to hate, and you'll know why as soon as I say it, Patrick O'Dowd. We know that April 2022 is WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. So what's going to be the big match of the big two matches at WrestleMania 38? What do we think is going to headline? What do we think is going to be the mega, mega push, mega matches, mega anything at WrestleMania Dallas, WrestleMania 32, WrestleMania Star, whatever we call it, at WrestleMania in Dallas next year. Any thoughts on what we're going to see? Patrick Dowd hates when we have to predict the future. So, Oh, that's why I, I, I was like, who do I hate so much that I don't Oh, it's not a person. No, it's a Great. concept. Yes, I don't, like, I don't like predicting the future. I'll, I'll start since you, I've had time to think about this because I formatted the show at least in my head and you guys didn't have the opportunity to do that. I think we will see the showdown that we saw at Survivor Series. I think we'll get Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I don't think Drew Mac he might win at WrestleMania Backlash, but I think Drew McIntyre probably ends up on SmackDown come draft time in October, even though I hate that the draft's in October and the way they do it. And I could see that building towards that Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match at WrestleMania in Dallas. And he could be the one to unseat Roman Reigns. That would be a year-plus reign at that point for Roman Reigns. Because I think we're getting Roman and The Rock at WrestleMania Hollywood, and that doesn't need a title. So I think that we're going to see one of the main event matches is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Any other thoughts? I kind of want to play on what Patrick was mentioning about Money in the Bank. Maybe we see Big E cash in at WrestleMania. I mean, that's a a huge spotlight um, if he were to win, and and it probably would be against Roman Reigns. Um, I think that would be uh, something they could easily build up to, but we haven't had a WrestleMania cash-in. What was it? Since the heist? Did we have another WrestleMania cash-in? Since the greatest cash-in in the history of our sport. So, I mean... Having one pre-planned isn't a bad thing either, especially right. if you, you you really build it up. And that is for saying, you know, whoever wins the World Rumble goes after uh, the the WWE Championship. But hey, why why not? I mean, that would be kind of a cool setup of you know the real winner of the Rumble getting one mm-hmm. title, the winner of Money in the Bank going after the other. Definitely, yeah, I'd have no problem with it. Yeah, I. I wonder if Big E's time is the, is coming this year. 
um, right there with you. It, you know, it's he's now in that place where he was he was the up and up guy with the Intercontinental title. Is now the time to push it to the to see where he can go and get him his first Universal or World title reign um, in some way, shape, or form. I don't know that he takes on Bob, but I could see him being a big part of uh, of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. On the women's side, you know, I can't imagine a a world without Charlotte. And I, you know, I wonder if by the time we get to WrestleMania, we've got someone like an Io Shirai up. Um, if we've got Becky Lynch back, that's what it is right it, there. I, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Charlotte, Becky, um, or Becky Ronda, that's what it is, or Becky Ronda. The match that everybody feels um, as though they were cheated out of, even though they weren't. Uh, but you, you just know that that's got to be that's got to be in the cards and in the equation. You know what I would love for WrestleMania in Dallas for one of the nights? I would love to do the rematch of what they did in Dallas at 32 and do Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha because of where they are now. Because at that point, it was all about Charlotte. Now Becky's ascended, and then Sasha ascended. And I'd love to see them redo the match. Poor Bailey. I don't want to make it a four-horsewoman four-way because she's just not that level they're at. Maybe she could be. But I would love to see them do that match again. Perfect symmetry in Dallas again at WrestleMania. It could main event one of the nights. And I think it would be a great uh, a hell of a match. And I think it would be a great thing for the women's division and just to, to, to business in general at this point. It's not even about the division anymore. I would love to see that match again. Interesting point. All right. Bonus question. Just because of, of, of personal reasons and personal bias and we'll let Miranda go first, is what we saw WrestleMania Saturday, third match on the card, the peak of the career of Cesaro? Oh, that's a good question. I hope not, but, oh, man, that's so hard. Because they've dropped it. They've dropped the ball before mm-hmm. uh, on after having a big win. So I, I'd love to say no. I'd love to say. But I guess also it's defining what, what is the peak, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it another another title run? Does he go after if he is in a, in a proper championship feud? Is that considered a, you know, the step a, above? And, and I think if in that case, no. I do think he is on a world title uh uh, chase is he going to win it? No, but is is he going to actually be able to chase it? And I think that's the next level. Yes. So I'm going to say that that is not the peak. There is more to come. Patrick, I'm going to be cynical. I think we might have. Um, like I, I I have a feeling, an unsettling feeling that that was like Zack Ryder winning the U.S. title. Mm-hmm sort of yep. deal. WrestleMania and, and, Dallas, and, yeah. And that um while he will continue to be a solid member of the roster, will be a reliable stumbling block for people who are ascending. I just don't I don't know that they're ever going to take him beyond that moment, you know, with his win over Rollins. And I a pay per view a pay per view feud with Roman Reigns over the Universal Championship where he doesn't win, I yeah. I don't know if that's above getting the singles victory over a guy like Seth Rollins 
at WrestleMania. Well, well, I think he's going to have another high-level match at WrestleMania. If that's the question, right. then on, I'm, I'm jumping to the more cynical side and saying, no, this yeah. is the peak as far as his WrestleMania matches. As far as matches in general, you know, he could go on to other pay-per-views and have some high-level matches, maybe even main event one. But WrestleMania-wise, I, I... Right. Yeah. But I just mean peak and career in general. Is main eventing, you know, extreme rules against Roman Reigns and losing... Better or worse than a match, a singles match beating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I don't know. Right. I don't think it is. And it's kind of like that, you know, we always talk about who should win, who will win. Should it be Cesaro's peak? I say no. Will it be Cesaro's peak? I, I think yes. so. I say yes. Yeah. And I think he's resolved to that. Because you saw the look on his face after that match was over. It's kind of like... You know, most likely he knew people don't usually do that except me, but most likely he knew what was going on. And, and but once that, you know, sometimes it's not real until it actually happens. And once the hand slap three and he pinned Seth Rollins, you could just see it. And the way the crowd responded to him and just everything. Seth Rollins has probably also had the Sasha Banks smile on his face after that match and did right. one one hell of a job and one hell of a performance. So. That will do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Of course, this is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We appreciate you following along. Head over to prorussingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick up a ChairShot t-shirt. Use that promo code SPRINGFLING for the next three days. Save some money. Get some good stuff like Miranda talked about earlier. Patrick O'Dowd, what can people expect on this week's edition of Ben Patrick O'Dowd, by the way, you can follow him on Twitter at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling. There is one in Realist. There is one in Patrick. There's not one in Bandwagon Nerds. What can we expect on Bandwagon Nerds? Or what did they miss on Bandwagon Nerds? We about a lot of different stuff. Yeah, you did. I said, what did they miss on Bandwagon Nerds? I mean, we, we recapped the first night of WrestleMania because we were recording on a Sunday. We, of course, continued our coverage of Captain uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Probably, um, for me, the highlight, you alluded to it when we were talking before the show. We talked more about Sesame Street than I ever expected to because we there's a documentary coming out, and we talked about the trailer and then what Sesame Street meant to us and us growing up. So I almost felt like, after out. listening to the show, I felt like the show was misnamed and should have had a name coinciding with sesame street i i almost i almost named it dave no sell sesame street because when yeah. he first goes in on talking about it he kind of poo-poos it um to be funny and so i almost said he no sells sesame street but uh i couldn't I, I was having trouble coming up with a good sesame street title but yeah that was pro- that is probably the highlight of the show and what is the movie review this week uh, this week we are going to be reviewing New Mutants. It was an X-Men horror movie came out uh, during the pandemic. It was one of the first movies to return to theaters. It's now on HBO Max. So I'm going to watch it. Dave and I are going to review it. There you go, Miranda Morales. At the hashtag Miranda on Instagram, Facebook, no Twitter. What can we expect on the hashtag Miranda show this week? Yes, 
So we are going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly of WrestleMania, just kind of hitting on some more points specifically uh, as to what we thought was good, the bad, and what was just plain ugly. And a swerve for you, Greg DeMarco, uh, we are going to do a comparison of the Raw after WrestleMania and the NXT after TakeOver and do some comparison between those two shows. Uh, you know, those... Raw after WrestleMania has been a highlight for mm-hmm. a lot of people as far as big returns, big debuts, big match setups. Uh, but now that we have NXT on Tuesdays, a little comparison to see maybe who had the, the bigger, uh, you know, return show. Uh, it's going to be very interesting considering I haven't watched NXT big. because it was tonight and, you know, I went from CrossFit to the shower to here. So that'll be, you have to walk me through that Not one. Not my problem. It kind of is. It's your show. Yeah. Heads up. (laughs) Heads up. So excellent. We will have a lot of fun with that. Listen to the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio, where we talk about the greatest, the two greatest celebrity wrestlers of all time, Pat McAfee and Bad Bunny. We will talk more about that and have a lot of fun with that. We thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you listen again soon. Uh, Be a friend, tell a friend, follow along. Until next time, thank you for listening. This has been... The Babyface Hill Podcast on the Chair Shot Radio Network. On behalf of Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales, I'm Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.